The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Women's Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericawomen.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff and management. Do you have aspirations to be a leader in your business or organization? Welcome to Leadership Stars with your host, Linda Patton. Each week, we feature true leaders, recognized in their fields, who provide insight and ideas in creating a strong team, and how you can become an effective leader. Now, here is Linda Patton. Once again, let me personally welcome you to Leadership Stars, where real leaders in network distribution, entrepreneurship, and government who have boldly and unapologetically stepped into leadership will be interviewed on their journey and will share their views on all aspects of creating and leading powerful teams, even if that team is one right now. I'm your host, Linda Patton, and as you know, I'm an international speaker, an international best-selling author, as well as the creator of the book and program, The Art of Herding Cats, Leading Teams of Leaders. Herding Cats is really about my journey of stepping out as a major and a vice president in corporate and owning my own leadership. Through Herding Cats, I guide leaders to uncover their core strengths, to inspire with shared vision, and to realize their true expertise. I have been successfully developing leaders for over 40 years in the military and in organizations and for the last five years with Dare to Dream with Linda, independently as a coach, mentor, and guide. Today we're going to talk about that topic that often is a little uncomfortable, and that has to do with money. So we're going to answer some of these questions. So what is your relationship with money? Do you court it as a lover? Is your relationship abusive or healthy? Does your money serve you, or are you a slave to your money? And finally, do you hide behind the curtain when money shows up, or are you leading the money relationship? And today I have a woman who I just truly admire and who works with women and men, I presume, as well, on their money mindset and how you can change that in such a way that you are wooing and loving the money that you have and the money opportunities that you have coming into your business and your life. So today, let's welcome Sonia Williams, founder of the Success Coaching Unlimited. And Sonia, welcome. Hey, Linda. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. Oh, it is so good to have you here. And and, and it is a tough topic to talk about. Uh, often, I know... You know, in my parents' day, you didn't talk about money. No one no. knew whether you were doing well or doing poorly or, or what. You just didn't talk about money. And it was a taboo subject right along there with religion and politics. So, <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. So, Sonia, tell our audience just a little bit about you and your journey to leading money. 
So I definitely, um, I had a pretty good relationship with money growing up, although, like you said, it wasn't discussed. Like nobody told me how to, you know, we didn't talk about the bills that were getting paid or, uh, you know, money that was coming into the home. But one of my, I, I guess one of the best lessons that I received was from my grandmother. Um, and she sat me down on my 16th birthday. I thought I was getting pearls. Um, and mm-hmm. I ended up getting, <laughs> I don't know if it's a romantic, I don't know, you know, too many movies. Uh, but yeah. I ended up getting a checkbook. And Ooh. I was a little confused. Uh, and later grateful <laughs> because along with that checkbook came a lesson on how to handle my money. And it was really good. Oh, that's that's fabulous. My my mother was the one who really taught me about money. And mm-hmm. I had my first job when I was in grade school. I worked at a laundromat and she took in laundry and you washed it you rinsed it, you dried it. In some cases, you ironed it. Um, uh-huh. I remember working with one of those big, huge industrial irons that you use yeah. for sheets and, and that kind of thing. And I got 25 cents a week, uh, 25 cents an hour for <laughs> what I was doing. I mean, and I thought that was just the greatest thing since sliced bread. Um, right? And it's, yeah. And so what my mom taught me was how to save how to put money in a way so that when you wanted something, you had money. And and that sort of has stood me in good stead for mm-hmm. my life currently. So what kinds of lessons do you did you learn from your grandmother in that checkbook that you now tell your clients about? Well, for me, it was really, it, it, well, what, what it brought to mind or what it has brought to mind with the people especially that I've worked with is that we don't have, society doesn't have a system, like our education doesn't, system doesn't teach us how to earn, spend, save, or invest money. And while, so my grandmother did teach me, you know, about when I earn money, how to put some up. Um, how to put aside something for a little fun, <laughs> yeah. uh, and, but it, right because and also just being very aware of paying things on time. She was a big person about maintaining great credit, and I have mm-hmm. to say that has stuck with me throughout my lifetime and has made such a difference. You know, when I've gone to buy a car and my home, even how e- how much easier it has been, um, and the rates and the bargaining I can do because of my great credit. And in fact, I was actually scared to own a credit card. I didn't have my first credit card until I was in college, but because of my great credit, you know, I was getting all these offers, and you can imagine, there was great temptation. Oh, yes. <laughs> but her voice and her teachings uh, helped me to pull back, and I did, and I was very strategic with that and, and ended up with one credit card, and it was perfect because it helped me build my credit, uh, mm-hmm. uh, build it up really well. So, yeah, I think it, it was just, I'm very grateful that she sat me down and gave me such a practical and uh, gift, which ended up turning into a lifelong skill, and I was really, really happy. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, you know you mentioned the fact that you needed a credit card in order to establish credit. I think that is so funny um, that you know right? in order to yeah in order to buy a car or to get a house and and you have to have a credit rating, which means you have to use a credit card of one sort or another. Um, I remember getting my first Sears credit card. I got a department store credit card. 
uh, uh-huh. and you know it's a big deal. And, yeah. and when when I got married, they were so funny. When I got married, they they didn't want to change my name to Linda Frank Patton. They said, "Well, you can't take your husband's first name." And I go, "I'm not. That's my maiden name." They couldn't get the <laughs> fact that I had a man's name as my maiden name. So, uh, so Sonia, what do you do when you get advice like this? My dad was wonderful. He he loved his women, uh, my mom and myself, and. He said to my mother, and I heard this in it, and obviously it struck me at a young age, if you want it, buy it now because it won't be there when you come back. Yeah, the instant gratification kind of thing, or the scarcity mentality, right? Mm-hmm. Because yes. that thinking that it's not going to be there, it's going to be gone. Um, and that's one of the things that you know our society is really kind of, uh, geared towards now is that instant gratification. We want it now. We want it now. You know, we want it overnight. <laughs> we want it. Yes. And, and the whole, you know, the Black Friday, the the Cyber Monday, everything is a sale and a discount. So it's really geared to that part of us that wants a great deal and want it now. We want it now. Um, yeah. But so one of the things that I always ask my client is really there, you know, if I could share anything, these are the three components of having a healthy relationship with money. Clarity, commitment, and connection. So really get clear about what it is that you want. And then commit to taking action towards that goal. And then the connection part is Having like a support system or someone who like when you know you're you're like, mm, should I really make this decision? Who is your trusted advisor that can bring logic and a little objectivity <laughs> to the scene <laughs> uh, and just help you, you know, think twice before you take an action, especially when you're doing like big purchases. It's, off, it's great to have someone you can, that you trust and that you can just kind of bounce ideas off of or, or, you know, go back and forth. Just look at the pros and cons of what you're about to do. And that, I think, really helps people to slow down, get out of the scarcity mentality that, oh, it's not going to be there if I don't. i got to get it now. i got to get it now. And just go, is this something I really, really want? Get clear about that. That is so awesome. I love the idea of having a support person, a uh, sport buddy, uh, I, I can, it's almost like the 12-step program where uh-huh. you, know, you have somebody that if you're, if you're in danger of you know, taking that drink or, or whatever it might be that you're 12-stepping, um, and you can call them and say, yeah. I'm in danger. You know, it's like danger, yeah. Will Rogers, danger, Will Rogers. And <laughs> you know, the, the, the whole concept of having somebody that you can talk it through with, I think it's, it's really, really powerful. Absolutely. So, yeah. So, um, how do you find that perfect person to be your support buddy? Ah, uh, that's a great question. So, there are a few things I would look for. Um, one is you want to make sure that this person understands like who you are, and that they're coming from their heart, and they're able to hold your vision, but not be. Uh, I don't want to say this politely, you know, like, it's like when you're, you know how, um, like in the past, I've, you know, gone on a diet to lose some weight and you, that person will be like, oh my God, should you be eating that? You don't want someone like that. <laughs> you don't oh, want yes. to shoot you or, oh, you shouldn't. 
you want someone that says, oh, my gosh, you were talking, are you craving that? Do you really, you know, is this going to help you? Will you feel better? So kind of that person that asks those questions that make you stop and think, okay, do I really want to do this? Um, you know, like, are you know, why are you doing Are you Do you really need to buy this right now? Is that in your budget? Uh, have you been saving for it? Or So just posing those kind of questions that um, are more out of curiosity versus so condemning you know, condemnation like, you shouldn't, you shouldn't. And right. so if they have that ob- objectivity, if they can hold that space of just being there for you, reminding you to ask yourself, okay, what are the pros and cons of this particular action? Is this the best thing for me? Is this going to, is this in line with the, the uh, commitment that I've made to myself regarding this goal of having more money or saving or spending wisely or whatever it is? If they can hold that space, then that is amazing. So sometimes it cannot be your best friend or a family member because they are dealing with their own stuff. So sometimes it has to be someone like a coach or a financial planner or someone that really is a lot more objective. And that's okay, what, I've so seen, what I've found that really helps. Really helps. So audience, what you hear Sonia saying is that, you know, your dearest friend, your closest relative is probably not your best support person when it comes to money so you're looking for someone who does understand you so they need to know you they need to know the clarity of what you want they need to know you know how to keep you consistent and mm-hmm. and then that that whole connection that whole sense of um, knowing the questions to ask you to in essence keep you from jumping off the ledge and you know overspending or whatever it might be just leaping into that and can um, get you to stop and to think about what you're doing and does this really support the vision and I love the fact that you brought it back to vision Sonia because I think that's a really key thing is this moving you towards your vision or away from it yes yeah absolutely and just no judgment that other person has to be able to suspend their judgment around your actions or what you know what you're going through so that they can just really show up for you. Yeah, so they don't should on you, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Nobody wants so, to be shitted on. <laughs> uh, yeah, so... Um, <laughs> So, Sonia, uh, real quickly, one of the things that I've learned over time also is to woo my money like a lover and to have that yes. kind of relationship with, with the money itself. So, how would you go about doing that? Great question, Linda. So, I definitely think that, like with any relationship, you should have a money a relationship with your money. And so, are you treating your money like a best friend? You know, are you in constant contact with it? Do you have quality time with it? Do you <laughs> celebrate it? <laughs> uh-huh. Or are you neglectful? <laughs> you know, or are you hiding out from it? And you think that if you don't look at it or deal with it, it will go away. And the unfortunate thing is, it doesn't because we, uh, for the most part, on 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 uh, some level deal with money every day, and that's including the lack of, you Mm. know, so that creates a whole other set of issues. So, yeah, I definitely think 
take the lead <laughs> and create a healthy relationship with your money like you do with your closest relationships. Just look at how you treat those people um, and then start using some of those things. Like, yes, show up. Be consistent. Be clear about what you want. You know, if you have an issue with a friend and then that person is really close to you and you value that friendship, you will have a conversation and go, okay, what's going on? Or you will let them know. So do that with your money. Know where it is. Know how much you have coming in and going out. Um, I don't budget. I have a prosperity plan because that feels so much better for me that I am really working on my prosperity. And that's what I be, I just track my money every day, every day. That's that's awesome. Um, I have a, another uh, colleague and friend, coach, mentor, who has the same sort of thing. She has you um, doing a money goal for the for the month. You know, what do you need mm-hmm. to be able to do the things that you want to do, move your vision forward, that kind of thing. And then what does it take as far as, you know, the number of, of speaking engagements, the number of uh, contacts in, that you get into an enrollment conversation, and then, um, you know, how many closes do you have to have? And then on a daily basis, keeping track of what money did come in, how are you doing towards that prosperity plan? And in essence, you set the plan because, uh, with your expenses in mind, and then what's going to move your vision forward. So yeah. when we, yeah, when we come back, um, we're going to talk more about um, having a positive mindset about money, how you can really treat it in a deep relationship, like you would with a colleague or a friend. So, so think about your um, money. Uh, mindfulness right now and we'll be back in just a moment. Voice America Women's Channel a leader in the forward movement of women's success. Linda Patton draws from her four decades of leadership experience and her heartfelt passion to show women how to lead dream and create what inspires them. Her signature training programs and workshops will guide you through the key skills you need to own your leadership power, build your resources, plan your path, and take the actions that will translate your vision into reality. Start by scheduling a free, no obligation, 30-minute strategy session with Linda Patton. Contact her at Linda at daretodreamwithlinda.com. That's Linda at dare, the number two, dreamwithlinda.com. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Voice America Women's Channel, a leader in the forward movement of women's success. You are listening to Leadership Stars with Linda Patton. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-613-1612. That's 1-866-613-1612. You may also send an email to Linda at daretodreamwithlinda.com. 
Now, back to Leadership Stars. Welcome back. I have my guest Sonia Williams here today to talk about money and your relationship with money and whether it's healthy or whether it's abusive and how we can shift that so that it is a healthy relationship with your money. And just as we were going off, um, we talked about, you know, treating it like your closest friendship uh, and that, you know, you are clear with them. You are um, consistent with you. You know what your money is. And I think that's really, really critical is to know what you have and what you don't have and that you aren't hiding from your money. So, Sonia, how, how does one move from hiding behind the curtain with your money and letting it sort of do its own thing and run amok and having a really positive mindset with your money? Yeah, so basically what I help people do is to determine if they have a block um, because a lot of times that block is what is keeping them from having that healthy relationship. And blocks can show up as financial struggle and, like we talked about earlier, that, that scarcity mentality, um, fear. So sometimes you have fear of success, fear of failure. You won't take action because it's just too much for you or you stay in inaction. So once you determine or discover that you have a block, then I meet you wherever you are. Because I can't say, oh, everybody should have three bank accounts when it's hard for you to just pay your bills every month. So we start wherever you are. We work with your inner game, find out what's going on there, and then we begin to set to take steps. Because you don't want things to be even harder. So you just your first step may be just begin to track everything. Just carry a little pen or you know on your your phone. Just begin to take note of every place that you're spending money, every place that you have money coming in, uh, and so that way you can, you can know every day where your money is. Like I said, I am still a pen-to-paper kind of girl, so every day at the end of the day, I go through all of my receipts um, and whatever I've done, and that's including payment on bills, and I write it down. And then I transfer that over into my prosperity plan about twice a month. But that helps me track. And then I just wanted to share... So one, every year I just I kind of sit with myself and kind of meditate, and I come up with a money goal. And I remember the first year I did this, and I was like, okay, this year I want to make $84,000. I had no idea. Like I was working for someone else, and at that time I think my salary was probably about sixty grand. So here I was with this lofty-eyed goal, and I just was in my mind, that's what I'm going to make this year. So at the end of the year, Linda, after I had tallied everything between saving money on my groceries, the gifts I received, like I housed that for someone, they and didn't expect payment because I was just like, oh, I'm closer to work, and but they gave me. I, I think I earned like about 500 bucks for house sitting, so that was unexpected money. Mm-hmm. I surpassed my goal of $84,000 that year because I wasn't in worry about it. I was just like, this is what I'm putting out to the universe. I am going to stay positive. I am going to be in that that feeling of expectation. So when money came in unexpectedly, I was in gratitude. I wrote it down. But I wouldn't have known any of that if I had not been tracking my money. Audience, did you hear that? 
<laughs> she she set a goal at the beginning of the year, had no idea where the money was coming from, tracked it, and amazingly, with some windfalls and some other things, you actually exceeded that goal. I'm, yeah. I'm wondering how that would feel, um, not to be in scarcity and not to be worried about where the money is coming from, to be, but to know that it will show up. Um, something else that you said that I think is just so interesting is that whole tracker. Uh, I know mm-hmm. we do it with calories and we do it with, you know, what did you yeah. eat today and that kind of thing. But to do that with money, to look at all of your outflows and inflows and really knowing uh, on a moment by well, day-by-day basis, you know, where are you spending money and does it reflect your vision? So I don't know if you remember, I I think it was Rebecca Hall Greider's story about Starbucks. And Rebecca says that, you know, they had a Starbucks downstairs and she started with a pumpkin scone and and a a drink. And then then it went to not only uh, sort of breakfast coming in, but oh my God, now she had one at lunch and she planned all of her (laughs) client meetings around Starbucks. And when she looked at her at the end of the year it was like is starbucks really one of my goals in order to reach my vision and i i think when you do track like that you find interesting places where you spend more money than you think you do and you know is it in line with your vision in line with what you want Um, have you ever had that situation where you've been surprised at where you're spending money yes and like like Rebecca, it has been those little things like mm-hmm. Starbucks. I, you know, I look at my cards or, you know, when I'm charging, and I'm like, that's where all my money is going. I love to eat out, apparently. I don't like <laughs> to cook as much as I thought. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and I, so I also have my little tips and tricks that I use, especially being a business owner, you know, when I attend events and I love a good deal, I love a bargain, uh, but I also know that if I only take like one credit card and I always, I have a low amount credit card and I purposely kept this card at this low amount because it really helps me stay in line with my vision of like for me, travel is my baby. So that's mm-hmm. where I, you know, kind of save and, and, and have a, a, a separate uh, plan for my travel. So I don't want to go to an event and just get caught up and buy a whole bunch of stuff that I probably don't need, but I'm enamored with that that moment. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. so a lot of times I'll either take my low amount credit card or I won't take any money at all. And that has helped me just step back because the thing is if I really find something I want, then I ask them, I'm like, can you call me tomorrow and I'll give you a card or can you send me a PayPal invoice and I'll pay you? Because for me, I have it set up. It comes directly out of my checking account. So that way there is, it's not a credit issue, you know, where I'm like, oh, I don't have to worry about it. It's like, I wanted this, I'm paying for it now, and it's over and done. So those little things of like only carrying a certain amount of money are really um, – Keep, it helps me stay within my, my budget or my prosperity plan as well because mm-hmm. there are days I really do see and I get excited and I want more than I probably have planned for. So I make sure I have my safeguard. So, Sonia, that's just absolutely 
amazing and wonderful. I know um, when my husband and I were first married, we were very conscious of our money, and you know, we were able to buy a house and and upgrade and all this good stuff. And what I found interesting was we moved from a 2,500 square foot house to a 3,700 square foot house. So we didn't purge on that uh-huh. move. And then the big house, we had our children, and we went through the teen years. And when we moved five years ago from that 3,700-square-foot house to a 940-square-foot apartment, we had to <laughs> purge big time. And I, lo- I have pictures of what we sold in the estate sale. And I, I said to my husband, that's where our retirement went. Um, I have no idea why we bought some of the things that we bought. Why? <laughs> yeah, and you, you look at it and you go, why did I buy that? Uh-huh. Uh, and true, we made some money back in the estate sale, but it it was interesting because obviously I wasn't paying any attention to what we were spending and what was going out, and that was a real wake up call for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Sonia. So, yeah, Sonia, do you have a story that you'd like to share with us uh, regarding how you developed um, um, money? mindset that's working for you and if you can tie it to a client that would be even better yeah oh absolutely um so i think one of the things i uh one client i'd love to talk about is and we'll call her jane (laughs) (laughs) so (laughs) so one of the the things i love about what i do is that i actually see where the inner there's a kind of a money block or the energy block in your body and so I was working with a client around money and I kind of was I I run my hand over I was running my hand over her body because this was in person but I do this over the phone as well and in her heart area it was just super on fire so I and it was the front and so I was I asked her I said I said, you have heart pain. You know, like you, someone really hurt you to your core, and it is having an effect on you, a deep effect on you. Um, and I said, and something, I said, I'm not quite sure, but it feels like it stop, it's preventing you from, from taking action towards your, your bigger goals. Mm-hmm. And she shared with me that uh, many years ago, I think it was a teacher or something, it was either a teacher or a boss, had told her, I don't know, what the circumstances were, but what she remembers is that basically this person told her that she would never amount to anything, Mm -hmm. that she was worthless, and for some reason she took it to heart. And so we, yeah, so, (laughs) right, literally. (laughs) So, you know, we did some sessions and we worked through that energy um, and, and she one of the things I always remind people, because I think this is really crucial and we forget, when you are feeling in like that low energy, that heavy negative scarcity, lack, fear, remember what a great manifester you already are. Sit down and write out all the wonderful things that you have accomplished, that you set out to do, that no one, no one or nothing, no thing, no one could stop you from achieving. Mm-hmm. And then remember that strength. And a lot of times it 
comes back to the three C's, right? That clarity. You were so clear about this thing, no one could tell you differently. And those that commitment to taking those steps and then that connection. So did you ask for help? Did you allow someone to support you? Um, or did you seek out help from others that had done this before so you could do it in an easier way? Yes. So once we worked through all of this, she really began to, um, she went back to school and graduated. She took her dream trip to India. She got a better job, and it just really opened her up energetically so that she was more in flow and in alignment for what she wanted to do and to have. Well, something I, I so love the fact that you had her write down all the things that, she, that she's manifested in her life, all the things she's done. Um, I loved having done a timeline of, you know, from birth to current, and all the things that happened and that I accomplished and, and that kind of thing. And I, it really is powerful to look at all that and go, wow, I've done all this. Because mm-hmm. I think we forget. We forget, you know, how powerful we really are and what we have been able to achieve. And, and yes. you know, as you, you know, for me, starting to write blogs, I'm sure you've done this as well. You go back in your life and, and you look for the stories. And, and even though just listening to yourself say, wow, that is just really impressive. Um, and, you know, to have that in front of you to be able to look at and to remember and to pat yourself on the back a little bit about what you've done and what you've accomplished. But I'm curious, yes. how, how does someone, I know it's great to work with you and to know uh, my money blocks working with you, but it can, how can somebody tell about themselves that perhaps they have a money block? Maybe not where, but that they have one. Yeah, so I this kind of leads a little bit into my gift. Do we want to talk about that right now? Or? No, I don't want to talk about your gift yet. Okay. Well, I mean, in order to want to work with you, which we'll talk yeah. more about in the, in the next segment, um, you, you have to know that you have a need. How do I know that I have a need for you? Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Perfect. Yeah. So basically, if you feel like you don't have a healthy relationship with your money, meaning that you don't, you you court it, you love it, you're in constant contact with it, uh, you know what is coming in, what is going out, then I'm here to help you. And the other ways that money that you know you're feeling you uh, can feel blocked is you are making money, but there's Still, some core issues. Like for you, it's not just about the tracking your money, or um, you have clarity, but yet you aren't able to commit to your steps. You aren't mm-hmm. able to take action. So you have this idea of what you want, but you can't uh, come up with the plan. You don't know, like, what do I do next? And and even let's take it back to the clarity piece. This is what I really want people to hear. Because a lot of times, and I know this was particularly true for me growing up, I was, like my grandmother was so influential in my life. So I went to med school. I mean, I was pre-med <gasps> in undergrad because she told me I should be a doctor. Mm. Um, and <laughs> so I was like, your, okay. <laughs> yeah, your grandmother and my mother should get together. Right? Because yeah. you know, I think it's that generation back then. You just did what you were told and be respectful. 
So I, you know, my second year of uh, uh, pre-med, I was flunking out of organic chemistry because, oh, my God, I have no aptitude for that whatsoever, but I was trying my best. Um, And so I ended up going to my counselor, and she was just like, okay, you're not doing well in science. What is it that you want to do? Because I don't think this is the, the thing for you. And I sat there stupefied, like, what, she's asking me what I, I want? I, I mm. get a choice. <laughs> 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 and so once I changed my, um, once I changed and started doing what I wanted to do, oh, my gosh. I just blossomed and bloomed, and GPA shot right back up, and it was, I ended up uh, graduating with social science, but I got to choose my thesis, I got to, um, you know, be heard, have a voice, so when I talk about clarity, I want you to hear that it is, when you are choosing, especially around your money goals or your money, uh, having a healthy relationship with money, make sure you're choosing something that is, what that really reflects what you want to have, what you want to achieve, not what you think your parents, your spouse, your business partner, et cetera, thinks you should be, do, or have, but what is it that in your core, in your heart of hearts, what is it that you want? Because that is what fuels you to stay committed. But if you aren't clear about that or if you're doing something for someone else, eventually it kind of loses any traction. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, yeah. So if you're struggling, you're not clear about something, um, you know, you have a pain in your body and you, and the stress and worry, you're, you know, you're feeling stressed and worried every month around money or the lack of it, that's where I can help you. And Sonia, that's so powerful. I think, like I said, your grandmother and my mother should have gotten together because I also was pre-med um, in college and I ran into the same problem. I got to organic chemistry and went, no, this isn't me. So, right? audience, what you heard, and before we go off to break, is that clarity is what you want. Not what other people want for you, but what you want. And we'll be back in just a moment. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Let leadership expert Linda Patton be your guide to uncovering the leader that lives within you and that you are meant to be. Through her signature training programs and workshops, Linda takes you every step of the way to help you tap into your personal leadership power, design a clear vision, build a loyal, effective team, and create a practical plan to make your dream come true. Get started now by scheduling a free, no-obligation, 30-minute strategy session with Linda Patton. Contact her at Linda at daretodreamwithlinda.com. That's Linda at dare, the number two, dreamwithlinda.com. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog, Press Pass? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at VAPressPass.com. That's VAPressPass.com. VA Press Pass by Voice America. All access, all the time. Voice America Women. Your passion starts here.
You are listening to Leadership Stars with Linda Patton. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-613-1612. That's 1-866-613-1612. You may also send an email to Linda at daretodreamwithlinda.com. Now, back to Leadership Stars. Welcome back, and I'm here with my guest, Sonia Williams, and we're talking about money. And I have to say, Sonia and I were talking uh, on the break, how much fun this has been, and that it's not often that you have sort of a fun time with money. Uh, usually when people are talking about money, they're all, all very serious about it, and you know, where are you putting it, and how much are you getting, and how are you spending it, and this kind of thing. And, and I love the fact that we had more of a, um, a fun discussion around it, and yet the concepts that you, that you brought forward, especially the, the three things for people to, to think about, the three tips, the clarity, the commitment, and the connection, uh, it doesn't have to be this heavy, ponderous relationship. It can be fun and joyful. Do you remember, there, there was a movie a long time ago with um, Robert Redford, I think it was Demi Moore, and Woody Harrelson. And, yes. Yes. And, and there's that... Right, and there's th- that scene where they're in the, you know, the uh, on the bed is all that money, and they're just having this glorious time tossing it around and and playing with it and that kind of thing. And I I love that as a metaphor for how to um, really have a relationship with your money. Mm-hmm. Would you agree? Yeah, I do. Um, so Sonia, one of the things I wanted to ask you was, you call yourself the money mindset muse. And I'd love to know why. <laughs> so I, I abuse that because I, when I think of a muse, I think of someone who inspires people. Mm. And because, like you said, money can be such a heavy, heavy subject. Um, and it's something that we, we aren't really taught. We kind of make decisions based on trial and error. Um, mm-hmm. I just thought, okay. I want to help people really create a healthy relationship with money. I want them to really shift their mindset around their money, but I want to do it in an, in an inspiring and fun way, you know, with practical things, easy-to-do things, not mm-hmm. some hardcore, you know, da-da-da-da, drill sergeant kind of thing. Ha-ha-ha, <laughs> Linda. Ah, yes. <laughs> <But> just... <laughs> uh, yes. Teach it to March but, and how to how to right, uh, because, make a bed, right? Yes, because when you just start implementing a small shift, one small thing, then it becomes easier to do. It becomes a habit. And mm. when you see the results of this shift, then you want to do more to get you towards your goal. So my goal is to inspire people to discover and eliminate their money blocks so that they can have the financial prosperity and abundance they desire. Oh, that's so powerful. Um, I love the fact that you inspire. Um, Do you also look at um, what motivates people so that they can set up their plan in such a way that they can achieve the things that that would motivate them? Absolutely. Because once they're clear about what they want, then we look at, okay, what are... What are the outside factors that have an impact on your goal? Um, mm. So, I, I mean, when I've coached people, it, we've covered many things because, once again, this really gets down to an energetic thing. So if you aren't eating healthy, 
we actually can talk a, a little bit about that because then you don't feel good, then you don't take action, or you know, if you make a, a what I what some people call a, a mistake, or what I call if you learn a lesson, <laughs> yes. if you have a, a challenge <laughs> and you do something, uh, then we look at okay, why did you make that choice? Although we had talked about you doing this. So we really look at the different behaviors that come up, the beliefs that are surrounding um, your your actions and that are preventing you from having what you want. Really get okay. deep. Yeah. So I'm getting a, uh, several things out of this. First of all, do you work with somebody for 21 days because that's how long it takes to build a habit? I actually do 90 Okay. 90 All days right. is when it really gets into your bones. <laughs> That's okay. what I've seen <laughs> minimally. Because it took you a while to okay, get so to where you so are, 90 right? Day. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, it's, it's losing that 10 pounds over and over right? and over again, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, be- because you don't cement the habit into your life. You do create a habit in 21 days, but it's it's relatively easy that if something comes up for you to slip back into yeah. uh, what you've done before. And again, that whole idea of, of connection and having uh, a partner that you can t- you know, talk to when you're going to jump off the cliff. Um, <laughs> now, one of, one of the interesting things is, what do you do when you have a partner who, you know, be it a business partner or a life partner, who um, is your money opposite? So you're working, I'm working with you to really get a healthy relationship with my money. Mm-hmm. And then I have this this partner, be it, like I said, be a business or life, um, and they're just, you know, this wild go out and spend it, and, you know, it's it's not going to be here tomorrow if I don't spend it. How do you work with them to get, um, you know, sort of a cohesive um, relationship with money? Yeah, that's a great question. Well, of course, my first thing is, can we bring that partner on board? <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, if we could get them into a few coaching sessions, that would be so awesome. <laughs> so because a then we coaching? get to look at their roots, you know, their, their, core, their core stuff, what their money mm-hmm. mindset is. Um, if not, then what we do is, like, I've had to role play with clients on having conversations with others, you know, significant others, spouses, business partners, et cetera. Um, mm-hmm. And that has helped because, once again, when you're coming from your heart and, and you really are able to connect with someone and not be in judgment of them, you know, you can't go, mm-hmm. remember the, I, I don't know, but like in counseling, they're, they're, use your I statements, I feel, yes. <laughs> instead of you are awful, you are just so awful with money. Da, da, da. So when you're able to, to have a uh, conversation mm-hmm. and as you are making changes, and as they can see the positive result of your transformation, then that also can help them get on board as well. That's terrific. But it is, so, you know, it is really kind of healing yourself first, mm-hmm. real, and then that gives you that confidence and that inner strength, um, and and then you're able to to make decisions and have conversations from a place of healing and love versus anger and blame. Yeah, I think that's so critical is, is to, one, not be in judgment with them, and two, to do it from love and not from anger. Um, so, Sonia, I know you have uh, a free gift for our audience. Um, you, you sort of hinted at it earlier. Um, tell our audience a little bit about what you're offering. So this is my top three money blocks report, 
And once again, these are just three of many ways that Money Boss can show up, but they have been really common. And so I, I discuss a little bit about that. And then I give you some tips, and there is an actual worksheet so mm. that you can do it and write them down and figure out if you have a block. Um, and, and we kind of look at what beliefs are coming up for you. Because the other thing I wanted to share very quickly is when we, the way we have learned about money, or generally, in general, we learn from our primary caregivers, so whoever in the household, you know, where you grew up, and those beliefs really began at a very, very young age. So a lot of times we have beliefs that aren't even ours, but they've mm. been modeled for us for so long we take them on. And I'll never forget I was coaching someone and we were kind of going through the, you know, I have this list that I go through, and I was saying, so what is one of your negative beliefs? And, and this guy was like, he said that rich people are evil. You know, they're mean and they're selfish. And, and I said, okay, so have you ever met any mean, evil, rich people? <laughs> like, well, no. <laughs> and I said, so do you know people that, you know, have money? He's like, actually, I do. And they're nice. <laughs> And mm-hmm. I said, so where do you think this belief came from? He's like, oh, TV? <laughs> <laughs> Dallas. Right. Knott's Landing, you know Falcon's Crest. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And you look, I mean, like I was watching reruns of I Love Lucy. And when you look at it, like I love that show for its comedic humor but mm-hmm. and timing and all that. But. She was, the, the message I got, she's horrible with money. She gets into these situations that she has to hide it from Ricky and then it always ends up coming out. And, you know, but unfortunately, you know, they end up, everything's okay. But it's just kind of like, what message as a woman does that send me? <laughs> you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that I'm going to always get into money messes and then I'm going to need someone to save me. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's like those little things kind of creep in. But once you begin to really sit down and go, is this my belief? Is this really true for me? Then you kind of get to the bottom, to the root, and you go, oh, I can let this go. This isn't really true for me. This isn't how I live my life. This isn't, you know, how the people around me handle money or, or, or different things. So it's very interesting. Yeah, and I think it's it's interesting, Sonia, that you talked about modeled. And one of the things I learned from a, a colleague who was a marriage and family counselor was that we as children videotape our parents um, all mm-hmm. through our life, and you know of how they how they deal with children at a certain age and the kinds of things that they say to them and this kind of thing. And then when you as a become a parent, you replay that videotape and. Oftentimes, you, you know, you're sort of wondering, well, where did this come from? And it, it came from that videotape that you made of your parents. And when you don't have a, a model to go from, I think that's sometimes where we get lost. Because I think at least with a model, you can say, no, I don't want to be like that and change it. But if there's no model, then how do you develop these, these um, mindsets around money? Yeah, and that's the thing. So, like I said, when you really start thinking, okay, what do I feel scarcity a lot? Do I, or am I like a super, because even spenders, you know, they're like, okay, I don't want to deal with money at all, so they just get rid of it. 
as mm-hmm. fast as it comes in, they get it out of there. Uh, <laughs> savers, you know. I think they're afraid of great. it, right? Yes, exactly. And saving is great, but are you doing it because you have a goal and you want, you know, like a healthy retirement, or are you doing it because, oh my God, there's fear, there's scarcity. Mm-hmm. You know, if I don't save this, then I want, and then you don't enjoy your money. So, you know, there is finding that balance of a first dealing with your money you know, wooing your money, having that healthy relationship, loving it up, uh, taking the lead, (laughs) Mm -hmm. and then with that clarity, then you go, okay, I want to save so much, I get to spend so much, because the fourth C I would add to that, Linda, is celebration. How do you celebrate your, um, when when you've met a particular goal? And it doesn't have to always be some heavy-duty financial, so like you can go buy something, but it could be just taking a moment to acknowledge. Putting that up on an achievement board, like I paid all my bills on time, I was able to save money, I was able to, you know, to, mm-hmm. I had this unexpected money come in. So acknowledging those things and so that you continually see the evidence that, oh my God, the actions that I'm taking are paying off. I feel amazing. You know, I just, you know, and sharing it with someone else and go, oh, my God, I did it. I did it. And being acknowledged, you know, that's had on the back. Why, why do you think we love gold stars in school? <laughs> you know, getting those stickers. <laughs> we like uh, that yes. acknowledgement. We like that celebration. <laughs> so yes. you should definitely do it for yourself. And so, like for me, when I exercise, I write it, but I also, I have little heart stickers and stars because... <laughs> It just makes me feel good, and I see that little shiny star, like, ooh, I did it. So those little things can really help keep you uh, on on board um, and just being, you know, continuing to just be cognizant of, okay, why am I, you know, am I a saver, am I a spender, why am I feeling stuck or blocked or the the fear, and, and breathe into it and go, okay, what's really going on here? Oh, Sonia, you've given our audience so many great tips today from you know, making sure that you're clear about what you want, not what you think others want for you. You get a chance to choose. And then commitment, committing to your, the things that you want, the clarity, the goals that you've set for yourself as far as money coming in. And then um, connection, having a connection with another person who can support you in what you're doing and can be there when the world is falling apart and you need someone to talk to before you jump off that cliff. And then this last one is so powerful, celebration. I think it's one of the things that we as adults don't do as much as we should. We celebrate the big things. We celebrate you know, milestone birthdays, we celebrate holidays, we celebrate milestone anniversaries. Um, If you're in network distribution, you celebrate increases in rank, getting your car, whatever it might be. And I I think, too, in the military, I know when when you achieve rank, you celebrate that. You buy drinks for everybody at the officers club. Um, And then in corporate, you know, you've gotten your VP title or, or your SVP title or whatever it is, and there's usually a big celebration around that. But unfortunately, we don't celebrate the little wins. And so, audience, what I want you to think about and and this week is one what are your money goals are they written down and then are you celebrating when you do move forward towards those goals it's very very important and on that note Sonia I'd like to thank you so very much for just a fabulous conversation with money and about money and we'll see you next week thank you (laughs) 
Thank you for tuning in to Leadership Stars. Please join Linda Patton for another engaging edition of our program next Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Women's Channel. We'll feature another noted leader next week.